DJ Toasty Z, Hip Hop Made Me Do It. You already know what the fuck it is. And if you don't, now you do. This is the sixth ever, I think, sixth ever Hip Hop Made Me Do It podcast. And we're live in Gardner with the homie. Chance Files. Chance. <laughs> the day one homie. Not the day one homie. No. It's funny because I, we lived across the hall for like a year and we never hung out. Yeah. We I always like, oh, Chance is a cool dude. We should hang out. And we didn't hang out until, I can't remember the first time we hung out, but I think once you moved later. in, once you moved in with Eric, I started hanging out with you more too because I was hanging out with Eric. Yeah, for sure. For sure. And we also got Terrence in the building. Yay, yay. What up? Uh, what's your, um, you're a local artist. What's your, what's your rap name? What do you Cedric go by? Cedric Taylor. Cedric Taylor. Yeah. For sure. I know Chance had posted about you, uh, a couple days ago, I think it was. Yeah. And I, I meant, I was like, oh, cool. I'm going to click this. And then the link didn't work. And I was like, oh. We had some technical <laughs> difficulties when we first put up, put up the uh, mixtape. And it caused a lot of, a lot of, uh, <clears throat> loss of uh of views and listens and whatnot. <laughs> exactly. But, um, it got it got it got situated. Yeah, I met Terrence because when he was what were you sixteen yeah, at the time? Started sending me like rap lyrics, just because like he saw us post music on Facebook, and um, so he started sending me his lyrics at like sixteen, and now he's much older and much better, and it's it's cool to see that change. You know, see that progression. Oh, for sure, of. for sure. I was just talking about that with some dude about how. Um, he had done a show with um, Enlightened back in the day at uh, a UMass house party. Oh, I was and that, that was like it was yeah, Enlightened's first show. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. So Eric Axelman, he's from Providence, and like yeah. it was Enlightened's first show, and like Eric was like, yeah, that was, he was a super dope performer. He's like, yeah, well, it's like crazy to see it. like that was his first performance, and to see where he went in like two years, because like he really wasn't doing shows on the regular until like senior year. He started going really hard with it, yeah. you know. Yeah. So it's it's awesome to see that progression in you know a he, month, a couple months even, or a year, you know. Yeah, and Lane was gonna have a show at like a day drink, and it got can well, it didn't get canceled last minute. It got busted by the police last minute. The popo. Yeah, right before he was about the to feds go watching. On. Yeah, the feds were watching. <laughs> Scooped in, all those kids were getting drunk. But uh, yeah, I don't know, Terrence. You should speak on your music a little bit. Because I've seen that progression, but I guess let yeah. him know what it's about. And... I'm going to turn Terrence down a little bit because I hear the backwood, the backwood roll right there. It's, an, it's, <laughs> it's, a, it's a pleasing sound, but... It's a leaf. The, yeah. yeah, the crumbles. You know, got to take off some of that paper. But no, nah, basically, um, my music, I started it when I was like 16. I never really like pictured myself to be a rapper. I never really liked rap. I was honestly into the rock scene. I was into Slipknot a lot. Yeah, yeah. Horizon, For asking sure. Alexandria. Like, you could probably hear those influences in my music because I take um, heavy metal and I like to influence it into my music. But basically, like, I started off listening to people like that. Then, like, one day, I don't know, something just told me that music wasn't for me anymore and I could probably express myself better through something else. Because, like, it's, it's not like I'm dissing that type of music or anything. It's just, like, I feel like rappers really do express themselves more, whether it be shoes, whether it be, you know what I mean? Like, yeah. rappers really always, just you look at them, you can tell that that's a rapper. You know what I mean? And, like, I always wanted to be one of those people where, like, you can just look at me and be like, you know, that that person really cares about this certain genre. For sure. And so that's when I started just doing rap, you know. I originally planned a mixtape called Memory Lane, but that never actually came about because, I don't know, I just, like... I was young at the time and stuff like that. I just wanted to put something together that I thought I was going to like. But then mm. basically these four songs came out, which is Have You Ever, um, Lose My Mind, Legend, and Wasteless. Which and that was like, last year. Yeah, right? yeah, yeah, and that was last year. So that patience, though, because he was sending me lyrics at 16, and then he didn't put start putting out music, really, aside from like this one teaser uh, up until like last year, so really took his time with it. Yeah, I put out the, the, the teaser for Kano. Kano, which is out now. Yeah, on a different mixtape. Yeah, that has 3K views to the teaser on Facebook, and like that kind of yeah. took off, and like <clears throat> that's what gave me inspiration because like I was always kind of like iffy about my music, and then my cousin came over one day and he's like, "Yo, let's record this." Blah blah blah. Yeah, you ever play like, Kano? Yeah, and I was <laughs> like, "Yeah, dude." I was like, "Fuck it, let's just record it." Whatever rolled up, you know what I mean? Just got into the vibe and shit, and then ended up like I woke up the next day at like 1.1k. I know it's nothing crazy, but like that gave me a little bit of inspiration to be like, "All right, maybe my shit actually will matter." You know what I mean? Maybe yeah. some people will start catching up. And 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 and, and I also wouldn't downplay that, like you know, especially when you're first starting out, like a, a thousand, like. I always thought it like 
just like like posting even like the videos i'm happy with like a like a couple hundred views on some of the videos you know it's like it's like to say to get a thousand views and that was like your first song you said yeah that was my first song. to get your a thousand views right away on your first song is, is super huge you know especially when sometimes it takes like forever to even get a couple hundred you know yeah especially with like no real marketing like i, I help terrence as much as i can with like promotion and stuff but it gets pretty hard because i'm a i work full time you know? yeah i just i don't have as much time to put into it as i'd like for sure but like without any real promotion other than word of mouth like that got a lot of got a the lot funny of thing plays. is too with kano that had the raw <laughs> audio that video the original video i'm talking about it's still available on facebook right now you can search it up terrence petrie um it's, it's on all my videos or whatever mm-hmm. but um that has like like 3k views now but like that original video had raw audio and like i didn't think even the raw audio sounded good me personally myself i think it sounds trash yeah but like if you listen to like the actual recorded version of kano kano sounds like in my opinion the recorded version way better than the old version it nearly doesn't have as much views you know what i mean and it was mm-hmm. like a couple of years even later that you like did the master yeah it was like two years two years yeah yeah it's funny how that works it's like sometimes when you you're used to hearing something raw, like Erat, like uh, Attic. I remember when he played it, and he literally just recorded it off of like his um, his laptop microphone, and it was so like it was. This is the vibe of the track was so raw, and like then he did like a better recorded version, and I honestly liked the original recording better because it was just like I don't know the energy of the song was. It was just a raw song, you know. Yeah. It's like raw energy, so. It's it like, fit, the, the, fit the track. Yeah, I mean, I like a lot of Eric's more raw songs, for sure. For sure. E-Rat. Um, <clears throat> but in, like, a, a bigger example of that, too, is uh, Ultimate by Denzel Curry. He oh, had, for like, sure. that minute and a half long teaser out for, like, a year, and it was it was really raw. And then he, I mean, Ultimate, the full master thing is a great song, but, like, I, there's a quality about the original the original teaser that like it's just like the rawness like yeah. like what you guys said like it just brings you back to like the grittiness of rap where like you know what i mean someone's mm-hmm. actually sitting there going ham bro you know yeah yeah you, yeah. you can sometimes feel the energy when like you can like, hear, hear someone recording. like if someone's like really going hard and you hear it crack because like they're yelling or whatever you know like you yeah. feel that energy it's a punky energy, and like you kind of feel like you were, you were there for like the the muddy recording too. I think that there's like something relatable about the the raw cuts. Oh, for sure, for sure. Yeah, some people get too too into that though. They go, t- they're like so obsessed with the raw that it's just like you don't necessarily have to put out every freestyle you you, you do. <laughs> you know, yeah. like you. It's a yeah. balance of like keeping it raw but not diluting. You no, know, it's like yeah. that's true. Uh, yeah, I quality mean, that control, shit's just but also keep it raw. Yeah, yeah. You know? Like, no, I know what you mean. And, like, I feel like that kind of shit's half-baked, though, but something that's really good in raw recording is still going to sound great. Like, yeah. My favorite, one of my favorite albums is the Black Dots uh, Bad Brains album because it's just, like, an earlier recording of a lot of the stuff that was on, like, their first album, some other songs, too. And so, I mean, like, I think it has very punk roots that sort of the dig in the raw you know what i mean like accept yeah. it, accepting the imperfection definitely definitely um so yeah this is a very loosely um planned podcast i don't have any like i said set agenda i just wrote down a couple of notes about things that we could talk about because i know me and chance can go on about hip-hop for a minute i can talk about anything yeah me. for sure um, I know that, uh, yeah, Chance, Chance is a talker for sure. Yeah. Right, Chris? Yeah. Oh, this is Chris McGann. Can they see him on the, on the... Uh, he's on the camera. Like Chris yeah. McGann. Way Chris in the McGann. back. Yeah. I think he's there. I don't Chris know. Chris McGann. Oh, wow. uh, yeah, hard to see, but that's Chris McGann. Um, so, yeah, I think, you like... call him Tony Two Tanks. Tony Because you got you, two tanks. <laughs> Carry on. <laughs> Um, so, oh, my notes actually got, basically what I was going to say is that, um, we did a Dirty South edition of hip hop, maybe do it back in the day when I had my like radio show and, you know, we kind of went song for song and, uh, you've always been my resident, oh my God, I actually did eggs out of it. I thought I didn't eggs out of it. You've always been my resident. You have a tap of the keys. My resident Southern expert. I w- I'm curious, like, how did you originally get into Southern hip hop? Um. Well, 
my intro to music was like a lot of a lot of metal and a lot of rock. Mm-hmm. Um, I would steal CDs from my older brother. My grandma was a bus driver, and she would give us CDs she found on the bus. So there's like a lot of corn in there and shit. She was a bus <laughs> driver in the '90s, you know, for like middle schoolers. And uh, <clears throat> I think from there I got into like the. I also grew up in a pagan family, so I liked a lot of like the anti-Christian, like yeah. sort of metal influences, okay. Memphis rap specifically, uh-huh. and that kind of southern stuff. Like the three six. Three six. Yeah, uh, yeah but people are loving Tommy right right now, like that kind of stuff, and. Um, I mean, from there, branch out. I think also Southern rap like took a big shot off recently, especially like people's appreciation. So that's Pat Lyons. I don't even know if he's on yeah. camera, but uh, <laughs> oh, is he here? Right yeah, yeah. pulled up. He's got burger. That's what all of this is about. What'd you yeah. get? What'd you get? You got a whopper. You got to put down the like, shutter arm and a whopper. They have they have shutter home at Papa Gino's. Yeah, because I, I mean I was always curious <laughs> because like no they do to me what? yeah you go in there you can get wine at Papa Gino's. <laughs> Go it's, it's, been, right. it's been horrible. like that forever, man. Papa Gino's is horrible. Oh, I love Papa Gino's. I, I like that shit on black pepper. It has a good amount of grease. And yeah. the pizza Thin, lots grease. of grease. Yeah, slides right down the road. It literally, you pick it up. I, and I, I love that. Shout out Espresso's in Fitchburg, Mass. Espresso's is too sweet. Nah, that shit's fire. They put orange soda in the sauce, and I like it, but it's too sweet overall. You gotta be in the mood for a sweet pizza, and I feel yeah. like I prefer I'm not pouring my orange soda on my pizza after. <laughs> <laughs> after the fact, it yeah. slides down much easier. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah I can't, sorry, I can't relate. I can't weigh in. See, I'm not from. Uh, I'm not from. Don't, uh, they don't have Gardner. Papa Gino's in New Jersey. Is that a chain? Yeah. Yeah. I thought it was. I wasn't sure. I don't know. I don't. Yeah, you gotta I'm gluten free, so um, I don't really. I'm not about that life, I guess. Um, I love it. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> like an hour ago, I just had it. <laughs> was it good? Yeah, it was good. Yeah. Got a free small uh, cheese breadstick. Oh, uh, coupon, yeah. There you go. My mom saves coupons. It comes in clutch. I love coupons. Yeah, have you ever watched Extreme Couponers? Uh, there's actually a girl I went to high school with, and that's that what she's show? trying to do. She, she has, like, Instagrams and Facebook's dedicated couponing. It's it's pretty Wait, cool. A lot of people are into it. Yeah. Wait, well, I that's a say show? That. Extreme, yeah, it's like a, t- you know, t- you know, TLC always has those weird shows. Yeah, that's that's, that's one of those. So they'll like yeah. go, go into the store and they'll like always, like the people always have like a room that they just like stock up with stuff. And um, I think that uh, they would go in there and it would be like a, you know, hundred couple hundred dollars and they pay like. 20 bucks or something yeah. well i was my first job was being a cashier at a price shopper and there are people that like did that you know and um they take pictures as they do it and stuff and then there's a group of people that did a similar thing but they try would they would come like at nine o'clock and they come in big groups mm-hmm. we got big warnings about them they were like a group of moms that like always try to pass on like a bunch of expired coupons and fake coupons to try to get a bunch of free shit over, yeah, yeah. Like, these like teens who they don't think care about the job and like eventually they just caught on and we just weren't allowed to accept the coupons damn so there was like a gang of coupon yeah, the moms, coupon moms <laughs> coming, they come in groups and they would all get in one lane too so you'd be overwhelmed and you would just pass coupons through yeah. and not like look into them but yeah, I'd be there they and I'd be like, just I'm go so hard that they like you know they're like maybe we overwhelm them enough that they yeah, just yeah he's go just gonna keep in. putting it through because it's like the epidemic in um in uh was it Australia about baby formula well, that's like the most yeah. stolen thing at grocery yeah, store yeah dude there's that's like so a sad, crazy though. huge epidemic down there and what it is is there's a bunch of Asian families Asian people going in as soon as they get the delivery They'll rip everything off the fucking shelves and then buy it all for like 20 bucks a can and then they sell it to over, overseas for 60 bucks a can. <laughs> wow. So all that's not an epidemic. That's, feed their kids that's, because uh, they're be- buying them all. So now they have restrictions on how many you can buy and why there's like brawls and shit like that going on. Band together and call the people who make the formula and just buy it from them and become a business rather than this like hodgepodge <laughs> weirdness. <laughs> <laughs> they clearly have the capital to start a business and they just call the people who make it. Dude, it's a good profit. I was thinking you getting into it, you know? Yeah. <laughs> you also are making baby formula. I don't give a fuck. We do this. Throw some fruits and veggies in there. Basically, that's all it needs. Yeah, so that's it. A- <laughs> some baby aspirin cut. Yeah, baby aspirin, baby Xanax, whatever you need. That took a weird turn. <laughs> I'm not, I'm not, uh, I'm not upset about it. Um, yeah, so 
I was hoping I like I said I have this book called The Dirty South, which I read back in high school, and um, it's interesting. It's actually each chapter, <laughs> yeah, each chapter has um, it's like based on a different artist, and it's this guy that used to work um, for Pitchfork, and he just wrote this book about like just based on the fact that like Southern hip hop is often like disrespected and underappreciated, so like each chapter was based on a different artists, so I figured we could. I picked up some cool facts from there that I thought we could discuss. Yeah. Could you um, mention like a couple artists as an example from like Yeah, yeah. That? So they had um they had a DJ drama, they had a Neptunes uh chapter, there was one on the Ghetto Boys, Outcast, like uh, I think Goody Mob was its own like or like Dungeon Outcast Goody Mob was like one chapter. Yeah. Outcast is dope. Oh uh, yeah, the dungeon. Future For sure. dungeon. Yeah, I didn't. I didn't even know that until you said that. These are fresh. Oh, thanks. So, I got them off. Terrace, got the fresh actually. kicks. Yeah, I got the, the baby, baby, baby blue, blue powder blue. powder. Uh, shoe plug, shoe plug. Yeah, Terrence, buy some shoes off Terrence. He got small feet though, so he only yeah, works sometimes. Like twelve and a half. Damn. Yeah, not gonna work for Pat. No. But uh, okay. So what are some of these facts? Um. Factual information. So I think the in, real uh, news. The story, the story behind the Ghetto Boys, uh, "We Can't Be Stopped" album cover, I think, is very interesting. Oh, with uh, Bushwick Bill, he shot himself. That one is that the yeah, one? Yeah, yeah. So, well, actually, so apparently, he he's kind of a crazy dude. He apparently it happened because he asked his girlfriend to shoot him, and then he was in a fight. He her, threatened. Right? He threatened her baby. And then, like, the gun went off or something like that. He did it, though. She pretty sure... Him? No, I'm pretty sure it was in his hand. <laughs> like, the whole time. <laughs> the way the way the book explained it is, know, that it is that there was a tussle and the gun went off and oh. he shot it. Accident, shot, yeah. It's accidentally got shot in the eye. Oh. But um, just the fact that, like, they actually used that for an album cover. So he was getting shot in the eye. Fireworks. Roman candles. I just think it's ridiculous that, like, imagine you're being rushed to the hospital and, like... Your first thought is like, "Oh, let's take this pic. This will be the great, like a great album well, cover." Well, from what I understand, Bushwick Bill didn't want the picture taken, and it was Scarface's idea. And like, they kind of just surrounded him, and someone got in front, took a picture, and Bushwick Bill. That's right. He doesn't look very enthused. <laughs> yeah. Well, well he did. Yeah. Okay. So they kind of just very like enthused. they he were just like, up and was like, "All right, I'm going into." Well, okay. Then imagine you, your homie gets shot in the eye, and you're like, "Yo, we should take a picture." Oh, like man. that. That's actually the, like the, yes. Yes, this I was shirt got to bring that up. <laughs> yeah, I was bring that up. <laughs> so this, this is mayhem. The story behind this whole ordeal after this. So Dawn of the Black Hearts is a bootleg album put out by the black metal band Mayhem. It's not an album really put out by them. Mm-hmm. It's a live bootleg, but this is the album cover they used for it. And what happened was this was the singer. He This is like the only thing that he's in recording of because he killed himself. What happened is he, he shot himself in the fucking face with this rifle. His friend, who's also in the band, the guitarist, who later gets killed by the guy, uh, Burzum, um, he walks in, sees it, takes Wait, takes is, pictures. Is this death metal? Black metal. Black metal. Takes pictures, takes, takes pictures of him, um, and then takes some bone fragments from his skull and makes a necklace of it. But this album cover, mm, was, oh. yeah, that's his first song. Found he walked in, took a picture. That's, his that's first like the, the uh, that's like the... Is that a painting of the picture? No, it's just it's a really like shitty picture. I mean, they like this is like nineteen nineties like uh, cell phone quality. Like. Yeah, so like, so they actually use that for the album cover. Yeah, yeah, it's for it's it's for like a bootleg live one. Um, but they took yeah. the picture. They submitted it. And then the dude, dude, the second story about that, Burzum. There was a dude. I thought that that was their guitarist. I didn't think it was their singer. I don't know. But oh, maybe it was. I don't. I don't. I think maybe he really played guitar know. as well. But, but what had happened was Burzum was in the, this dude. His name is like Vars or something like that. He was in this other death metal band, and he had this guy's guitar up on his wall. And the new guitarist of that band, like Vars band or whatever, came up and tried to grab the guitar because he's being like, you know, I'm way better friends. The other dude got super pissed off, chased him out, and stabbed him 47 times down a staircase and ended up killing him. He went to prison for only seven years because that's the maximum sentence in in Norway, yeah. right? And then fucking... Oh, he was in jail longer. No, I thought it was, I thought it was seven years. No, seven years like maximum. He was there over 10, I think, but like under 20. Yeah, whatever um, it is, they have a crazy low maximum sentence. You yeah. can do some crazy shit. He's burning down charges and stuff. 
Now he lives on a farm and like runs like a racist propaganda website. Uh, you should check out his YouTube e vlogs. I don't know why I would do this. It's some crazy stuff. Um, and and it's funny because as I was saying that, it's like almost like the modern day. I feel like that would happen in nowadays as far as like how everyone. What is this wine? No, it's a little bit stronger wine. Uh, whiskey? Yeah. Get a little bit. Some good stuff. Yeah. That was, it's sweet. Yep. Oh, yeah, that's good. <laughs> You're um, only like, fuck that. But I was just thinking about how, like, how everyone, <laughs> the internet sensationalized everything. And it's just like, it's not that, like, it is crazy. It's a crazy thing to do your do to your friend. But also it's like, I could picture with the internet antics of today, some someone doing similar yeah. shit, you know. Well, think about Jake Paul going into suicide forest in Japan, <laughs> yeah. doing that basically that, dude. Insane. <laughs> the dude's such an idiot. That yeah, I never saw the shit. video. Or Logan that was Paul, the Jake Paul, Logan Paul. Logan Paul. Well, yeah, it's just like you get wrapped up in your own world so much that you are like, just don't care about it. Yeah, you're just like if you are so ingrained in your own world, you're. You can get to not not even delusional, but like just out of touch with Warped. like what's acceptable. Yeah, yeah. There's no one checking you. Then it's gonna be. Uh, there's a bunch of people checking you, and they're approving of it. You know, <laughs> you're, getting this, you're getting the views. You know, fuck, yeah. and I do the same. I do the same thing. I would go down that path deep. Yeah, you know, like, <laughs> like shouts out Boom K. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. He yeah, he went deep, and that's his life now, and I applaud him. <laughs> Who's Boon K? He does make a crap. Boon K? I don't know Boon K. Who's that? Oh, Boon K? Boon K! You know, he's the one who, uh. videotapes himself. Trashing things. Trashing things, stealing things. Wait, being being, being ultra disrespectful. Person. Wait, you said Boon yes. Gang? Yeah. Oh, yeah, I know Boon Gang is. Yeah, yeah, he's big on the. He's big on the. The kids love him. <laughs> All the kids love him. Kids love him. Trial. But there's like. There's also the complete opposite of a person Shout out like Boon that. Gang. And that's little B, where nobody approves of what you're doing, but you still do it and you love it. I don't know, man. I approve. I approve very. I approve what he's crowd, man. I approve of what he's doing. I don't approve. I don't know. I don't. I don't listen to it. I can't listen. What? I can't. He's got some dope features on wonton soup. That's all I have to say. Like a Martian's my my old time favorite. I think at the end of the day, as long as you're not hurting anyone, like. Exactly. Do you, do you? I'm not gonna judge you unless you're you're putting you know doing harm to others. I judge I judge some people who don't. I do mean, harm. if like me personally, if you're spreading a good message and shit like that, and like like you said, if you're not harming people, if you're not trying to like be someone you're not, that's cool. Because like I feel like that's so hard to find real people nowadays with social media and all this shit. You know what I mean? That's just me personally. Just for the fans, dude. That's what everybody's about. Yeah, for real. Yeah. I'm a fanboy. Just stack that money. You gotta do what you gotta do. Um. Sorry. This all started with the ghetto boys. <laughs> 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 yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> it all starts all with the go, ghetto all boys. All roads lead to B. Little B. I thought. Oh, another another mo- super influential thing or super interesting fact. I think. Um, just reflecting on how like influential like the Neptune's production was. And there was a stat that in August of 20, 2003, 40% of pop radio stations, they were getting 40% of airplay. So imagine, Overall, like, they produce... Across yeah, the country? Yeah. Wow. In that given... I mean, that's one month, but imagine at any point, they were, they were killing it in the production game that much that, like, they were getting 40% of airplay. Yeah. That's pretty ridiculous. That is crazy. I know what the other 60% was, and it was WAAF, because they've been playing <laughs> Guns N' Roses and Nirvana since those bands were well, out. It, it says they pop. don't change their lineup at all. What, what, what freaking not nerd, Neptunes couldn't get was WAAF. Yeah, but I mean, <laughs> it, 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 did say, it did say pop stations, so that, oh, you know, yeah. I don't know right. if WAAF, AFF, is that what you said? WAAF. I think it's two A's. It's two A's. It's two A's. Waff. 
the, the, yeah, when all the cool kids. The best. Uh, my, my favorite thing about WAF is Greg Hill. No, I, I like because LB. I'm an LB the, guy. Well, the only reason is because it's totally crisp when he hits like 50. <laughs> like 100. Yo, I, I got to show you a picture, Chris, because you got to get, get acquainted with the Hill of Olive, dude. He's a big, he's a big radio person. I fucking hate in him. New England. <laughs> I hate him as a person. I love him. He's just, just a stature. Wait, what not, is, not his wait, personality. Is he yeah, uh, he's on that station or no? Yeah, he's like the biggest. Uh, big had Honcho and the DJs of that, and uh, he does like the main morning show. Dude, he's been doing it for years. Yeah, for there was um, for as long as I've been like going to school, like growing up, like it was played in the morning when I'd be getting. Oh, I think I know see, what you're talking about. Yeah, see, this, this I like LB. He I think there's a comparable this picture, dude, and like I just. There's a there's probably a com- there's a comparable station from where I'm from in New Jersey, yeah. uh, like Dover, <laughs> the town over. They have this station and. It would always be playing at the gym I went to, and it was basically like Guns N' Roses, like dad rock, right? It's like yeah. all dad rock. Yeah. 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 So, like, every time I went to the gym, if I, like, forgot headphones, I'd be subjected to dad rock, and it yeah. was, like, the same song, same yeah. artist. Yeah. And it's your Molly Crew dad rock? Yeah, right? Molly Cruz heard boys who smoke cigarettes. It was, like, <laughs> gun- it was like Guns N' Roses and... I don't even know. I've blocked it out of my mind. I like that stuff. That I, re- I do. It's just that, like, what WAF plays is like they, like, they for instance, they only, play, can't... they only play Paradise City. Like they, that's the only yeah, thing. yeah, it's they're not much. or or yeah. Sweet Child of Mine. Like they're only playing yeah. this. Yeah, or like they play Santeria a lot. Shine down. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, like, no, like, or for some reason they play Insane in the Membrane by Cypress Hill. Like, <laughs> yeah, all the time. <laughs> But like they'll they'll go into rap for like that and like a House of Pain song, jump around. Yeah. No, no, dude, they'll, they'll play some BC boys. They are not afraid of the they, BC boys. They're not afraid of the boys. <laughs> That's true. That's true. Whatever they're, they're, the dads <laughs> like, they got. But yeah, you, you think of BC boys? Yeah. That's kind of dad boys. rap, you know? Like, yeah, it is dad rap. I fuck with the Beastie Boys. Yeah, me too. Oh, I like. Them. Oh yeah, they're no, they're great, great. Oh, but yeah. but they're safe enough for the dads. Is what yeah. we're yeah, saying. No, Beastie yeah, Boys yeah, are yeah. great. Yeah. Not just in the Beastie Boys, but they're safe enough. That's true. That's for the uh, white dads. Well, I mean, yeah. suburban that's dads. That's because when they were kid dads, not dads yet, just kids even, man. Some might have been dads though. I don't know what it was like. The book they mentioned uh, just how like cash money, as far as like how the South gets disrespected. I think it's important to look at how, like, the South has revolutionized a lot of things. Um, and one of the things they talked about was, like, cash money and no limit, how they kind of revolu- revolutionized the, uh, the, the uh, you know, hip-hop business model mm. of keeping things, like, in the family and keeping them in-house. So I think that's pretty interesting. What are you saying? <laughs> I don't know if you have any thoughts. I'm just like, I'm wait, like, I wait, hope. Wait, 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 no, I, cash money records? Yeah. yeah. So like Lil Wayne, yeah, yeah. All right, all right, juvenile. Yeah. Like I fuck with that. Yeah, I fuck with that hard. All right, so, I just agreed so, with it. I was like, so yeah, yeah. Man, you like, yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, I was like, chance. I hope you have something. To... I'm like, I like make a statement. And you're like, yeah, you're right. <laughs> it is pretty interesting. Who screwed? I'm better at arguing. I'm better at arguing. Uh, we, we should make yeah. The people Fire reading. Lil Wayne's best song. Um, What's I your argument. Wait, what? Fireman's Lil Wayne's best song. Back in the day. I like Fireman. I, I wouldn't. I would, fly yeah, in, fly out, fly no, in, fly off Carter. No, no I got the Fireman. Fly in, fly out. Those are, those are fire. I don't even know if I have a. Ooh, I'd have to look back. I can't just say it off the tone. Honestly, like my favorite Lil Wayne song is might be six for seven. She will. I've never been able to get into Lil Wayne. I feel like he uses a lot of the same rhymes and a lot of the same. That's songs. so not true. No, not true. No way. He's so crazy. He is crazy. You gotta look at like career wise, like you I, know, if you look at like a certain year yeah, frame, like, like if you if you like if you only heard like post Carter three, Lil Wayne, I could see why you'd say that because like he did definitely fall off majorly, but. Oh, yeah. What I'm actually, what I can't appreciate is that dude. That's he's like self-made man. Like yeah, he did that 100. Well, Birdman really put him on at first. That's like well, I'm saying you know what yeah, I mean. But like, like he became an icon for so oh, long. Yeah. I that's remember true. in high that's school. That's all on him. That's all on him. I can respect that opinion too, honestly. Like even though Birdman, like you said, put him on, but like look what Birdman made with Cash him money. And Birdman, yeah. you know what I mean. Yeah, but like that's later. Like the the master can you know gets top at student at some point. I just feel like Birdman you know, made everything happen. Anybody can get a record deal and anybody can put out some records. You know what I mean? If this 
Like, for instance, you know, like, fucking you, you know what I mean? You get a deal, somebody produces records, it's all up to you. You know what I mean? It's all yeah. up to you. No, you can, you can put out a couple records and they could be shit, or you could put out some records and they'd be awesome and people love them. You know, he had it dialed in. It's just like fucking Wu Tang Clan. You know Fact, what I mean? He just kept ham- hammering the. Nah, yeah, exactly dude. What you're saying it's his work ethic. It's he ultimately is like respected at the end of the day, and like no yeah. matter like what position you're gonna put him in, is what you're saying is he would have been great. His but, his mixtape run but, like he, that's like. I think a huge thing with rap is marketing yourself. Like that's why Wu Tang Clan made it big. That's why Three Six Mafia true. made it big. That's true. The same thing with Lil Wayne. You know yeah. what I mean? Anybody? Yeah, yeah, I'm not. I'm not discrediting rappers because there's some rappers up there that are insane. But you know, like, it's not that hard to rhyme some words together, right? But to do it well and to have people really like it and to appeal to a large mass. Well, that's it's, hard. It's yeah, just that's, a, it's that's just really true. hard. Yeah, it's just and like, like and like to have people tell you like, oh, like you look like a rapper, or like you look like somebody that would like, you know what I mean, or like I can see you being somebody that would, you know what I mean. Even something like that, I can like see what you're saying in that aspect. You know what I mean. You have to have the whole image. You have to have the whole thing. You have to Everything. have the whole word. Yeah, exactly. It's like not just one thing where you can just like make music because like that's a thing where like you make good music and then like you make one good song, yeah. you're gone. You know what I mean? One hit wonder. There's plenty of rappers that have been like that within the exactly. past few years. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like they kind of just fell off. Like, yeah, they have a somewhat of a fan base, but they're not like they were when they first came out. You know what I mean? <laughs> but I feel like that's such a huge part of rap and it, and it kind of sucks because there's a lot of people that have mad fucking skill and they don't get any credit at all because they don't have the image. You know what I mean? Well, like with rap, you don't have to just rap good and have nice beats. Like you gotta have the image. You gotta be out there. You gotta. Have you gotta a be. Yeah, you kind of. You know what I mean? Like you gotta, you gotta be able like to do it all. Dreads, you gotta have the colored hair. You gotta have the face tats. You gotta have all I that think, shit. Yeah, too. I think people want to be a SoundCloud rapper, but rap rap has kind of like usurped pop and sort of like the major mainstream like top hundred things for the most part. Yeah, so it's the it's the biggest on, genre in the it's, world. It's taking on a bigger role than it ever had, and I think that's really hard for a lot of artists to adjust to. And I don't think a lot of people even realize that. And that's why I think a lot of rap goes underappreciated, especially, you know, just like it like rap is the new rock, it is the new pop. Yeah. Rock's dead. Hip hop is 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 like just like statistically, it is the biggest genre in the world. And you listen to like ninety percent of n- new pop; it's all rap influence. Yeah, for you sure. You know what I mean? I mean, hip hop has always been like can... the edge of what's cool. Like even like that's the thing. What's funny is a lot of people don't even understand that like they do certain things because of hip hop. Like what? This. Like well, here, just like for just as an example, like like uh, like suburban like wh- white kids in in Massachusetts. Rock Tim's as a fashion statement, but they don't understand. Like most of them don't even realize that like that was what hip hop was in the '90s. Like they started that trend, and it was like before hip hop, Tim's were work boot. New York, you know, it's like they don't even. They're so detached from the, you know, a lot of people don't even realize the influence. You know, yeah. But, but the craziest part about that, like especially the Tim's thing, is like a couple dudes were wearing Tim's because. That, that's what they had. Yeah. You know what I mean? People started liking them, and then they just blew Timberland up. Like, when I was a kid, dude, Timberlands wasn't huge. You know, they were a work boot company, and yeah. now it's like a fucking fashion Even statement. Even me, too, being to have... 20 years old, like, Timberland wasn't that big. You know what I mean? People were wearing Fat Farm and shit over time. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> I mean, like, in Fila and shit like that, Tim's weren't really too, too popping, you know? Yeah, it's just strange to me. You know, you're wearing a work boot to not get it dirty, you know? <clears throat> Oh, what I was about to say is like, that's pretty strange. Was uh, like pop and hip hop, like, think about it this way Juicy J Mm -hmm. did a number one song with Katie fucking Perry. Yeah, yeah. Katy Perry's height. Think about who like Juicy J, like Three Six Mafia is huge. Like I was talking about Three Six Mafia, but it took them like twenty years to get really huge. What's crazy? They really struggled for a long time. That's where a lot of like the crazy work ethic comes from, and that's like what a lot of their music reflects back off of. And for sure, even like like, when Juicy J is the hardest working rapper. Yeah, like he came back around. Like like when uh, Wiz signed him. Like Wiz was in a was in a, like a better place than Juicy was, you know, and he had a re- resurgence later, later in his career, you know. But that's that's always been the grind of like the underground five, like the DIY. I mean, even like, like see, the South kind of started that DIY, like. 
Well, it's good. They were like um, southern southern hip hop. The reason why you have like a lot of like these like sort of familial like record labels and stuff, and like even in Texas with like Screwed Up Click and like a bunch of different stuff, like Swish House mm-hmm. and everything, yeah, is because like they denied mainstream record labels in a, like in a way that like both the coasts, you know, didn't you know, and it was just like a, an attitude that like record labels are gonna fuck you and like yeah, for sure. But, um. But then you look at like you know No Limit and you you know Master P is like a legend. Yeah. You know. Yeah, I mean, it's like I think a lot of times people don't recognize like in retrospect, you know, it's it the you know the DIY like they really started that DIY shit, and it's like in the moment you don't realize how revolutionary you know, what they're doing is, you know, but you can reflect on it and now be like the fact that they started like basically like in-house record labels in what the, you know, nineties or whatever, like before the internet and shit, you know, like that's crazy. Yeah. I mean, the whole thing that's crazy about screw is that he had lines going, you know, I'm talking about like, him like I know him. I shouldn't do that. That's weird. DJ Screw. You know, shouts out DJ Screw. You but could say he, screw. He, would, he, would, he would add. Would just, but like people watching it, they're being like, oh, is that like his friend? Like, no, <laughs> Okay, DJ him. Screw, like, yeah. yeah. <laughs> but uh, he, 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 like, he, he would sell uh, cassettes out of his window and he'd have like lines of hundreds of people going up right up That's his a, Yeah, that's the other thing. And, like, like, you I'm know, sorry. punks are doing that too. Like rockers are doing that too. It's just like this whole countercultural movement, which I kind of touched on earlier when mm-hmm. you were asking me how I was into southern rap. But I was talking about how it kind of started with like metal and stuff, just like the general attitude. Yeah, like it's just like countercultural movements that like are so notable now because they became something that like we don't even recognize as countercultural. Yeah, so, like, for sure. They're they they the counterculture becomes the mainstream. You know, it's like the mixtape culture was like. It, like that's how like that was like for instance even like you, you said dj screw but even like dj drama like that that model of like before him no one thought like oh instead of selling more music our music we're gonna give away as much of music as we possibly can for free you know like yeah. and like that's how like ti blew up was giving away music you know it was it was bef- it was the way i see it it's like the equivalent of like you know, nowadays it do- makes no no sense to sell your music online. Little you might as well man. you might as well give it away for free on the internet. But it's like before the internet, that this is the same equivalent of like physical mixtapes. Yeah. I got work. Look at it in the morning. Right. I got work at five forty a.m. Bye, Chris. I'm gonna come take your picture tomorrow. See you, brother. Okay. Four hours. Sorry, Have a good one, Pat. See ya. Have a good one. Well, the thing is, like, you can't fucking sell music until you're big. You know what I mean? See, like, that's the thing, too. Like, you me, can't. Like, like even with me what? being, like, a person, like, music. making kind of, like, underground music and shit like that, because I would consider myself underground, because I use tight beats. Like, honestly, I don't use any beats that are made by anyone specifically or none of that right now. Right now, I'm just basically, like, using tight beats, getting myself out there, getting a name out there, getting views and shit. But, like, that's the thing, too. I've noticed, really, like, I'd rather get a fan base and, like, use all these tight beats and, like, get people, like, on my shit before, like... I start actually trying to, like, put money and, like, start releasing. Because, yeah, I'm putting money into it, you know what I mean? But I'm not trying to, like, go too hard where, like, I'm shooting for the stars off the rip, you know what I mean? Yeah. Because, like, that's where some people fail, you know what I mean? Like, you're just trying to, like, be like, all right, let's do this. Let's release a music video. Let's put all this money there. Yeah. And then you don't get it, you know what I mean? And then you're just shot down yeah, like the start, you know what I mean? You, you're expecting this big picture. Mm-hmm. And, like, that's not what's going to happen realistically. You need to be realistic with it, you know what I mean? You, if you can't if you can't build an organic fan base without money, then you should never be in at like not that you shouldn't start investing money into your music. Like that's the thing, you should start like you need to be good enough that you can create a fan base even before you've put money into it. You know? Yeah, so it's mean, like you know, people want some talent. You know what I mean? <laughs> but you don't mean like sadly like but like but the whole thing is like money into it and don't put a talent into it. Yeah, yeah, like, for yeah, sure. That's what I'm saying. But no, yeah, see, that's what I'm saying is because, like, I'm not going to name somebody specifically, but, like, one of my friends over in Florida, because I go there, like, very so often, you know, get a different state of mind and stuff. Yeah, yeah. So I go there and stuff like that. One of my I friends, am Crocs. Like, yeah, no. But, but, like, one of my friends, he was talking to me about this shit, and he was like, yeah, he's like, I don't know, like, 
He's like the whole like independent thing. Like I feel like I want to give up. I want to do this. I want to do that. And like I told him like at the end of the day, bro, like it's really just up to you. And like I don't know, like you don't have to put money into something. He was saying like let's throw all this money into a world star hip hop um video. You know what I mean? He's mm-hmm. gonna get on world star. Yeah. And do this and like yeah, I had the two stacks. I had the money down there. I had all this shit. But, like, I thought about it like this in retrospect. Like, do I want to, like, pay the money just to be on a certain website? Or do I want to, like, actually do it legitimately where I can get featured and be, like, you know what I mean? Yeah, they're, they're trying to get you on their spots. Exactly. Yeah. Not just a exactly. slop. But they're they're slop. vying to get you on there. And it's, like, yeah. at the end of the day, um, it's, like, yeah, you can throw money at shit and try and get a, fe- you know, key feature. But, like, let me just say this. So, no, I, no, I'm just, no, like, I, I just want to make my point. So, like, you can throw money at shit and get a key feature, but, like, Sure, like, you might get a big name feature, and that might get you, like, views, you know, you might get 100,000 views, whatever, because you have that name on there, but if you aren't up to snuff yet, like, if you don't have your bars up yet, and you're not ready, then, like, those views are going to come, but that's not going to translate into actual fans, it's just going to be a click, you know, but if it, 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 but you need to be, like, if you have that feature, might draw people in, and, like, if you're good enough at that point, they'll be like, you'll actually gain some fans, but if you're not, it's not gonna do shit for you, you Because if you're not good and you pay for a feature and you pay for a video, you gotta repeatedly invest that same amount of money until you do eventually make fans because they fucking see it all the time. Yeah. And people do have enough capital that they can do that, and people have done that, you know, but, like, but you see these... Most people don't have that... That's just rich people getting more rich off. But with the internet, it's like, you see these people with organic growth where, like, they are putting up numbers that no one could pay for, you know, b- because, like, you have actually dedicated hardcore, like, fan bases, you know? And, like, that's what's going to, like, end up allowing you to have a long career. Like, even if you have, like, a sm- like a cult, even if you don't have a huge fan base, if you have a cult following, like we were talking about earlier, like, Tech 9 off of, you know, did stuff completely independently he understood, like, with the music I'm, I want to make, I'll never be on the radio. But he's still on the Hip Hop's Forbes list as one of the 10 richest hip hop, you know, artist acts in the world because he built an independent empire and, like, a record label and, like, yeah. is a, is a bi- I think he's a billionaire. Is he a billionaire? Yeah. Who? Tech Nine. So, I don't like Tech Nine very much. You don't like Tech Nine? I like Tech Nine. I mean, like I as an artist? Or? I personally don't listen artist. to his yeah, music, but I respect him as an artist because, like you said, he's independent. And like even I don't like, think he's a bad guy. Like we were talking Boy, about earlier crazy. too, like someone recent that's independent. I don't know if like he recently like signed with anybody or any major labels, but mm. Joey Badass when he was coming up, you know what I mean? Yeah. yeah. I, Underwater I really, Squad, dude. What yeah. about them? Yeah. Like fucking I remember hearing about them one day, just randomly somebody was like, Oh, this, I found this. It was I think it was Minsu. Minsu told me about it. Yeah. And then listened to it and I was like, This shit's fire. And sure enough, a couple months later. They do the same track, but then they got fucking Waka on it, and like, and the original one has fifty eight million views now. Yeah, dude, and it was <laughs> wicked good. You know what I mean? But that's sort of you know, like they're bit they were able to build that organic fan base. I don't I don't think they put money into it because I never saw anything on that until Waka got involved. You know what I mean? It's like yeah, if you have I mean, like, they had they, the right aesthetic, if you have the big enough shit. organic fan base, then. You don't have to pay that much for a feature because, like, people are going to want to get on that track, you know, type of shit. Also, I think that a lot of people had, like, this weird, like, interest in it because none of it was in English, too. Well, Korean, like, Korean influence is definitely coming into America, like, heavily, I feel, at least. So, you know? I mean, there's a there's a, there's a big hip-hop scene there, definitely. Like, Minsu Min put us onto it, but, like, I feel like... <clears throat> like it was shared all over Facebook as like almost like like this weird thing, you know. Was it? I don't know. I never. So even I saw a ton of people sharing it. Like I don't understand what this says, but it's lit. I mean, it's true. I didn't yeah, understand. It goes hard. Never, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like, <laughs> yeah. I guess I uh, proved my own point wrong. Yeah, I I, I kind of was thinking about something that Terrence said, and then I I lost it because. Wait, was it about Keith Dave? Oh, it was about Tech Nine. Oh. See, like, to me, like, even if you, I can understand why some people like Tech Nine isn't their cup of tea, but I think that there's no denying that he's like one of the most technically skilled rappers of all time. See, that's fast. I like Caribou, and that's where I respect him. Like, the, his technicality is is amazing. I guess I haven't listened to enough Tech Nine. You should, because I don't see him like that. You don't Tech- see him like that. What do no, you I don't. I don't know. I don't know. I guess I don't know how I see him. Uh, <laughs> you know. <laughs> like I, I, when I hear Tech Nine, I'm like, this dude lives in Florida and he probably likes to drink rum. 
No, he and, and like goes to clubs. But and he stuff also did it. Hey, like, baby girl, come. <laughs> yeah. he, he did. He did shit. Put it on for Kansas Good City. Shit. Like, you know what I'm saying? Like, he was He's like Kansas City. Yeah, Kansas I City. He's Florida. He built it, <laughs> like he literally has a that caribou. He has a. String. He's always singing about Malibu. That's why. He, <laughs> he, he, you're just basing on one song. <laughs> yeah, I literally am. His biggest like. You know, baby girl, come (laughs) (laughs) No, dude, you need to listen to more Tech Nine. Uh, I will do that. I'm again. I'll I'll make a Tech Nine playlist for you. I'm gonna diss Tech Nine on Twitter. Don't diss him again. (laughs) When did you get banned for first? (laughs) Yeah. Wait, didn't you get into beef with um? Uh, smoke perp or not? Logic. Not smoke oh, perp. No, Sorry, no. I, I was. I, you know, not, <laughs> you got to beef with logic. No, I didn't. No. Wait, wait, wait. We should go over. This. I, I didn't. I didn't I mean smoke perp. Action. I meant um. What's the space goes space goes perp. perp. So what was the? Yeah, let, let's go over Yo, chances. Twitter goes perp. Rob chances. No, wait, wait, I got my money back. Wait, let, no. We need. We need your. We need your. Your. We need to hear about this. Shit. I think this is probably a good story. Uh, <laughs> Space Ghost Perp was trying to sell this jumpsuit, and I just got paid. And Fuck Space Ghost Perp. Nah, I, I like him so, but I don't like. I don't know. It's complicated. Life's complicated. Love hate relationship. Yeah. Space Ghost Perp story. Space Ghost Perp story. Twitter story. <clears throat> oh, oh, Space Ghost Perp. Does, that story is not on Twitter. Oh, it's not on Twitter. Not right. through Gmail. Okay. <laughs> Let's know <laughs> what's what. I was fa- I was emailing Space Ghost Perp. Um, so, you know it was actually Space Ghost Perp. Yeah, because it it was like the email that's on like their website. It was like the Vamp Money email, and like it was all it was on like his Twitter. So it wasn't just some like someone pretending to be him scamming people. No, and it was also it was he like he tried to get me he tried to get me to send him two hundred dollars. Through Square Cash for this jumpsuit, this Vant Money jumpsuit. So I was like, okay. You know, I was saying I just got paid. I was feeling good and whatever. And so I was like, all right. And then before I sent him the money, I was talking to Dalton about it because I Dalton's my fact checker online. Dalton yeah, yeah. And <clears throat> he's the one. He also like. I, I went to him to make sure like it was a real email. Mm-hmm. And then we did it. He was like, we should search up this. Um, jumpsuit uh, and we reversed image search that shit like cat. Yeah. he was trying to catfish me it wasn't like a jumpsuit he made it was like he posted a picture of a jumpsuit that happened to save him money that someone else made that was like worth like 70 bucks Oh, and, so sell, was, and, and, and resell it for $200 through that money <laughs> So then, so he's trying I, to joke so you. then I, yeah, 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 and so like <laughs> I just started emailing him like I know what you're trying to do, you can't do this to me, and then he he blocked me on Twitter, and then I started it was Valentine's Day and I started sending these weird Valentine's Day cards, mm-hmm. and then he emailed me like some I I have the email. Wait, you sent him Valentine's cards via Gmail? Yes. <laughs> Uh, just, be, just be weird. Like, we're friends on Facebook. Yeah, yeah. You were saying... Uh, I thought that you were friends at... He, like, friended you after... After. The, after the... He blogged me on Twitter and had me on Facebook. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. I mean, I don't know. I don't... I don't know. That's all I have to say about it. It was, like, never anything. Like, real, he just tried to finesse me out of $200. <laughs> but then wow. he... I think it's just funny that he added you on Facebook after the fact. Yeah. Like he's like, I'm gonna block you on Twitter, but add you on Facebook. Keep you guessing. Yeah, I don't know. His, his, also, like he's now like perma perma banned on Twitter. He does not. He like he. Not yeah. Well, he got banned like multiple times. Like didn't he? Like, he got have... kicked. I've gotten kicked on. Well, yeah. He gets kicked. He would get kicked off for like a long period at a time. You know. Yeah. Uh, for saying some crazy stuff, and now he's like they banned his IP, and it's funny. You go on his Facebook, and he's like, how do I get around? them banning my IP like it'll post a status People are like you gotta get a VPN and wait he can't even post to Facebook no he's on Facebook oh okay that's fine damn he can't post a Twitter one no he can't go on Twitter he can't be a Twitter tweeter and I'm if I make another violation I'm off Twitter and then how'd you you said you got banned from for uh, bullying logic yeah I tried to bully logic <laughs> and someone reported me and then I got kicked off for like only a day 
and then like a week later, there's like a story about G Easy getting arrested. So I tried oh, the to coke thing, G Easy. Yeah. I was just having fun. Yo, yeah, yeah. Easy was on some crazy shit though. Yeah, I never he thought he would do that shit. No, I mean, you look at the picture too. He's I in a fucking wide shirt. Nah, dude. I, I expect the blow honestly. I didn't see the he picture. Talks about it, but like, no, I let me. I'm a fucking soldier. Security guard. <laughs> no, he just he just like seems corny, but like I try to believe. He's him. actually was like a. I'm not. It's not that I don't like him. I was just having fun with having. Fun yeah, you with like to. You just like to start shit. What'd you make yeah. fun of Logic for? I don't remember now, but I do remember like he posted. He kept posting about how he got um, an award for the album, and it's like the one that yeah. has like the the painting, but like rendered with a bunch of people in it. Uh-huh. And he was like, "Oh, I got number one," and I kept commenting on his stuff saying it's because you put GCJ in my album cover, and like all his fanboys kept like commenting saying like, "How the fuck does that have anything to do was with this?" <laughs> like, wait, he was, wait, he was on the cover. Yeah, so like he he did it, like the cover is like a bunch of cameos and like a and, like a famous painting. Oh, um, I didn't know yeah, that's like oh, a yeah, lot yeah. of people. And like they somewhere in like a, there's a little spot where GCJ, I think he's in a fur coat if I remember right and so like I would just comment being like he got the success because like he put Juicy G on the album cover and like people like you can hardly see him not like really it's mad funny (laughs) it's mad funny when people take stuff way too seriously like you're like totally just like like uh, I, I know why people are pissed at like trolls but like when you're trolling and you're just like not even being aggressive you're just like no, just being dumb. Yeah, you're just like, saying some dumb shit. Like, yeah, acting like I don't know anybody. You're that, a flat and earth people dating. take it. People just take it way too seriously. Like, yeah, I'm in a flat earth dating group on Facebook. And are you really? Yeah, me and him. Yeah. I. <laughs> My friend started a fake flat earth group, so they I'm would. Real so they would like post. Real deal. Well, they started. <laughs> people have gotten married on well, this group. It was a yeah. fake. It was a fake group, and oh no! First, it was like they changed it all. So it was a fake group, but some people in the group were real. Mm. So like. The people that like started it were fake. That's cool. But, like, That's a trap. People would join it and like not understand that it's like a jo- like some. It's hard to tell who's joking and who's like yeah. who's like real. So it was like there was people that would come in and like try and argue with the people that were totally like faking it. Who's like the first person that came up with the fucking flatter theory? Can you please talk? About Actually, yo, that's been Captain. Uh, beginning of time. Jack Sparrow. Oh, Captain camera's Jack dead. Sparrow. Oh, I was gonna say it was going low. But no, actually no. First, it was a no. He they started a Christians Against Space Exploration group, <laughs> and they were pretending to be like Christian moms oh, that were wow. against space. Not not specifically moms, but like super Christian people that every time someone like said something that was like, <laughs> you know, arguing with them, they like said something about like something about the Lord and you know, yeah. being blessed and like you know. Well, because they're all like really hardcore Christians for the most part. I found out. Vampire, the vampire, uh-huh. that dating group, and they really love posting selfies. Oh yeah, all the time, nonstop. They, they want people who are equally yoked. That's the phrase. If you're on, like, I thought yoked was like uh, when you're ripped, like you're I big. I thought that's like when you're drunk. <laughs> <laughs> we have all, but the, like also <laughs> the, the, a phrase. They, they say it all over the. I'm looking for like someone equally yoked, like. And that means that like you have the same Christian fire values or whatever it matches up with them. Like, I don't know. God would be against fire earth. God created the flat earth. <laughs> and the devil created rock and roll. That's true. <laughs> Tenacious D. The devil created Tenacious D. Who went on and made rock and roll. All right. Well, it the camera's dead, and we're. I feel like we're pretty much done. <laughs> I don't know. I don't even know if I'm gonna put out this whole thing, but there's definitely some good snippets to throw out there for sure. All right. That was some good stuff. Yeah. Well, there she goes.